What's going on guys? Welcome back to the channel. Tavares here. I um, have a little bit of an interesting one that you guys are going to have to um, bear with me because in my opinion it's somewhat subjective. These are things that I've noticed. That doesn't mean it's what every person does. Um, there's just some things that I do know can put you on the... The, everyone will put you on their radar someone that's desperate you're just doing too much um, so today's podcast um, if you're new consider subscribing if you enjoy it if we we bring something that causes you causes you to go back to the scriptures anything like that hit the like button share it with a friend all those things and I also think we just hit 50,000 subscribers shout out to you guys um, appreciate you guys showing love to the page um, but so yeah bit of a subjective one so bear with me but the today's topic is are you trying too hard to be noticed um, and I believe the Bible shows us a few examples of people that had to wait right so let's just start let's just start with what the scripture shows us there there was a time where Abraham is given a promise from God um, God tells him I'm gonna make your father of many nations God tells him you know I'm about to bless you I'm about to bless those who bless you I'm about to curse those who curses you you know Abraham is given all these promises from God Despite getting promises from God, he decides, him and his wife, um, I won't just say his wife made a decision because he had to agree to it. Him and his wife got tired of waiting. So she's like, hey, date my handmaiden Hagar. And then she can, you know, not date. That's not what they said. But, you know, take on to her, you know, and then she'll give you the child. So what Abraham and Sarah did, because they got tired of waiting, um, they created a child that wasn't a part of what God wanted to do. God wanted to make Isaac, the promised child. However, their impatience brought Ishmael into the equation. Um, the reason why I want to show a few biblical examples is because this is what happens when we're trying too hard. Um, where you're trying, where, where you know God is able to bless you. In their instance, He gave them a promise. Abraham and Sarah, they have a promise from God, and it doesn't. Listen to me, guys. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how long you've been sick, how long you've been praying for someone, how long you've been waiting on a job and you're and you're broke, how long all these things that you may be praying for. If the word of God promises you something, I want you to hold on to that promise because God doesn't fail on his promises. Now, there are plenty of things we don't get how we want, when we want, but we have to understand that God doesn't lie to us. So God has promises. But my point is with Abraham and Sarah. Because of their impatience, it caused them to create another relationship that God never wanted them in. So they brought in another person into the equation that wasn't a part of God's plan. Because of that, it led to more heartache with Sarah, more frustration with Sarah, and then it led to division in the household to the point they had to kick the woman out. Whereas God is like, well, Isaac is supposed to be the only son, but he's still going to bless Ishmael because of the cruelty they put her through. So now I need us to understand that many of us, when we're trying too hard, what we do is we, we when we're trying too hard to be noticed, we're trying too hard to get into a relationship. We jump into something that God never signed off on. We jump into something that God isn't pleased with. Listen, we got a good episode today. Hopefully, hopefully this is, this is going to touch you the way he's speaking to me. We jump into things that God never approved of. But because of our impatience, because of our lack of trust in God, because of peer pressure and, man, everybody's going to make fun of me if I'm the only one that doesn't get married. Everyone is going to look down on me if I'm 30 and everyone that's in their 20s is already married. I'm 40 and I can't have a kid. And we start comparing ourselves and we jump into things and then we start trying so hard to, to make make our, our, our desires God's will. Or we try to force God's will based off of what we want. And I'm telling you, God does not want us doing that, you know, so that lets a, a downfall with them. 
there was a man by the name of Joseph. God showed him visions. God showed Joseph visions, um, a vision <laughs> about what his future is going to look like. He informs him, no, your family is going to bow down to you. He shows him how he's going to be blessed. He shows him how God is going to elevate him. God shows him all of these things. God does not show him a pit as brothers are about to throw him in. God doesn't show him prison. God doesn't show him how he's about to be accused of by Potiphar's wife. Even though he's a man of integrity, he's getting punished for having integrity. God doesn't show him any of those things, right? Now, I need you to understand when we're trying too hard, it's because we know God has something for us, but because we don't understand when God is going to do it. We don't understand how God is going to do it. Why am I waiting so long, God? Where are you in the midst of all of these things? And we start questioning the plan of God when God is like, just trust me, you know, because if God would have told Joseph, hey, you're about to go through all of these things, I can guarantee you, Joseph would have been like, God, you could keep it. You know what I'm saying? You just go ahead and bless me. Um, I'd rather stay home and not feel like my family hates me or my family thinks I'm dead. I'd rather not be accused of assaulting a woman. I'd rather, I'd rather not go through any of that chaos or almost die in prison. I'd rather not do any of these things, you know, but God had a great plan for him. But he didn't understand why. So now what let's what a lot of people like to say, and I don't know if it's 100 percent true, but we can infer from the text that that could be a possibility. Um, a lot of people like to say it was Joseph's pride that caused his brothers to throw him there. Hey, look at me. I'm the one with a coat of many colors. Hey, look at me. I'm the one that God is going to bless to do these things. And a lot of people like to say, well, it's because he couldn't operate in humility that God had to humble him through that process. Could be true, but that also shows us what happens when we're trying too hard to be seen. We're not operating in humility. When we know God has a great plan for us, but we feel the need to tell everyone, we're not operating in humility. God called you to, to preach, but you need to let everyone know you're called to preach. No, God is the one who elevates you. You don't need any of those things, right? And another person I'll show you from the scriptures on, on how God had a plan for them, but they still had a process to go through. That's David. Long before King David touches the throne, he was anointed by God. God already sent Samuel. They anointed him in front of his brothers. But there were years. A lot of time went by. A lot of time running away from Saul, running for his life, um, killing Goliath, doing all of these things. God had a great blessing in store for King David. However, God still had a long process ahead of him that he had to go through. Right. So I'm saying all of these things because you, for every person who's listening, especially my singles right now, none of you are, 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 are being punished by God if he's making you wait. None of you are being punished because no one wants to date you right now. No one wants to marry you right now. It's not a punishment. Now, bear in mind, if you have a lot of character issues that you need to work on, fix it. If you have a whole lot of areas in your spiritual life that you're pretending don't exist, fix it. But I want you to understand it is not a punishment from God when he's making you wait. It's actually a blessing because he's not going to give you something you're not ready. You're not ready for. Now, a lot of us, we are willing to where God, give me this. God, I want this. I want that. And you're not able to handle what you're praying for. So now what a lot of us do because we're so stressed, we start doing too much. You know those people that everything they post about is relationships on social media? And I don't mean they're encouraging people like how we aim to do. I mean like, woe is me, forever alone, hashtag single. Everything in there, you know, we got to know you're single in your bio. We genuinely don't care. You know, so it's like, 
not even saying that to offend those because I'm sure some of y'all listen to this page, but I'm like, there are some people that genuine, like you just genuinely do too much. And I think, I think a lot of times you don't realize that you could be single because you do too much. There was a lady that said, and bear in mind, I knew a lot of people that were interested in her. You know, I'm not going to, Hey sis, you know, all these people, I'm not going to blast, you know, blast them people like that. But I, I thought, I think they were pretty vocal in people's pursuit of her. But she was a troll on social media, always making, bear in mind, I like to post memes, so people probably think I'm the most unspiritual guy ever, but a lot of times I don't like posting stuff relating to my life because I think social media can be too intrusive, so I just post stuff to make people laugh, or I post a meme that has nothing to do with me, but I believe it can help someone else if they see it, um, you know, so I think, you know, we have to be careful what we put on social media, let's just take that, but a lot of people I knew that whenever they saw her page, they were looking at it like, man, like if my wife posted this kind of craziness on social media, probably would have been a little bit thrown off. So now, while you're always talking about I'm so single and nobody wants to be with me and oh, the world hates me and God, where are you? It's like when people see posts like that on social media, it looks desperate. Desperado? That's how y'all say it in Spanish? I don't know. It looks desperate for attention. And I think a lot of things that we do are the reason why some people can be single or the reason why some people are turned off by you. Before we get a little bit further into the podcast, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. In order to be your best self in a relationship, I believe you need to be whole when you enter into that relationship. And a lot of us know we can find someone that can overlook our issues and all those things, but why should they overlook things that you should be having healed? I think time spent in the presence of God is beneficial. And I also think spending time with therapy, having a counselor help you out, can be very beneficial to your growth. So BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Godly Dating 101 podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Godly. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Godly, as you see it on the screen. Now back to the episode. There are many Christians, I believe, and this is my opinion, like I said, comment below and let me know where you see me correct or where you see me wrong. I'm, I'm not perfect, but a lot of this is my opinion. But I think a lot of people desire relationships, but we the way we go about it can be a turnoff um, and be a reason why all the girls think you're a loser or be a reason why all the guys, even if they're attracted to you, will say, nah, I'm not, I, I'll pass. You know what I mean? So there's a, a few things that I want you guys to listen to. Bear in mind, this episode may not be for everyone. But if you're a person that feels as though, man, why nobody like me? Or what is it about me? Even if you know you're attractive and you're like, man, I can't get anyone to be interested. Maybe this is for you. You know, no one seems interested. You know, people are always leaving. People are always kind of turned off by your actions. Maybe it's something in here that you need to pay attention to. Number one, I'll say um, one of the big reasons is when you're always trying to initiate conversation. In my honest opinion, you're trying too hard to be noticed if you're always starting conversations with people, right? And I think this one probably boils down to our ladies more often uh, because for our ladies, I believe that you should allow him to pursue. Um, I don't think it's anything wrong with a lady. Um, she She's talking to a guy often and she's like, hey, what are we? Because we kind of 
you know, seems kind of connected and I don't want to get my hopes up for no reason. I don't mind a sister getting clarity or a sister calling a dude handsome if she called him handsome. Listen, I'm not a pastor. Yeah, you know, so don't, don't. Don't say, I just said, this is biblical for you to do that. I don't want to tell anybody they're sinful. But if you have a friend and you want to hang out, hey, let's grab coffee. I don't view that as you pursuing a person. I believe that you allow the door to be opened for them to, to do what, you know, to, to start a pursuit. But I believe that all mature men will work for what we would desire. Because I think I think as human nature, it, like we see in scripture, that we learn to value things we have to work for. Like with Jacob... He was really in love with this woman, Rachel, at first sight. Most beautiful woman he's ever seen. He's like, man, I want her. The dad, Laban, says, hey, well, you could work seven years and I'll give you my daughter. He works seven years for the daughter. After he works those seven years, Laban lies to him and allows this guy to get tricked. And then he's like, well, I have to give you the older sister because the older sisters has to get married before the younger sisters in our culture. And he's like, but if you work another seven years, you can have her. And he worked another seven years. Now, bear in mind, I get that a lot of you look at scriptures like, man, people was alive in 300 years. So their time is different. Okay, I, I give you that. But regardless, there's a principle. And the principle is men are willing to work for what we desire. And I believe a man is more willing to appreciate what he had to work for. As you can see, he never truly loved Leah. He never really cared for Leah. Why? He never worked for her. He worked for Rachel. So no matter, you can give me you can give me Leah. I don't care, bro. But I'm going to keep working because the one that I do want, I'm going to keep pursuing. You know, so I think it's important that you ladies, you allow him to initiate that conversation. Allow him to show you I'm interested because effort is a reflection of interest. If he's wishy-washy with his feelings, then you don't really know. But when somebody's doing too much, you know, there is no engagement in the conversation and, and you keep on pursuing that's a problem. And that's why I like to tell our fellas, make sure you're you're allowing her to show interest as well. Because if you're always blowing up her phone, something is wrong. If she's never texting you first, and, and, and I've met plenty of women who say, I'm never going to text a guy first, whatever. If he's interested, he's going to text me first. To me, that seems like something you do when you're a child, um, you're, you know, when we're immature. But as you get older, you know what I mean? I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, how was your day? That doesn't make you thirsty, sis. That means you're interested in how this person's day went. And I think a lot of guys are discouraged because they're, if they're constantly reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, and maybe you're interested, but you don't tell him, he may not realize it. You know, so ladies, please, if you're also interested, don't allow this dude to play, you know, ring around the rosy, like show interest as well. But, and you know, we can also look at that from the position of Boaz and Ruth, how Ruth had positioned herself at the bedside in order to get his attention. I'm not telling nobody to go to anybody's bedside, but put yourself in position to be pursued. Now, the reason why I brought that that point up, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So when it says, be careful for nothing, that word careful means anxious. Don't be anxious about anything. And a lot of times people, when they're single, they start doing too much because it's like, well, will I ever get married? God, is this the right person? God, are you are you listening? Am I going to die single? And we start having all of these thoughts in our mind. You know, Paul tells us, don't allow the anxiety to guide you. Be led by the Holy Spirit. As you see God in prayer, um, see God, um, he mentions with a thankful heart. Then you let your requests be made, made. Let them be made known to God. Show God what you want, but trust his process. Don't allow the anxiety, the anxiousness like, 
Well, if I don't keep texting her, maybe she's going to lose interest. Um, if I don't keep doing this, then maybe he's going to walk away. Listen, when you're chasing someone, that means they're going in the opposite direction. Uh, chasing after someone, I don't think is the same as pursuing them. You're pursuing someone, you're trying to get to know them. But if it's, to me, in my head, if you're chasing something, it's running away from you. You know, And I don't think you should be chasing after anything. So please understand if the conversations are dry and you keep texting, you keep blowing up their phone. They're never reaching out to you. You're always the one trying to have a conversation. You're always the one wanting to hang out. Listen, that may show me that you're a person that thinks you need a relationship to be happy. And ultimately, none of us need a relationship to be happy. Colossians 2, 9 and 10, I believe, is um, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and we are complete in him. And it tells us that we are complete in Christ. So you are not complete in a relationship, you're complete in Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of times we don't think we're going to be complete until we get that ring on our finger. While that ring is great, you have to be complete in him first. And even when you get that person, you still have to remember I'm complete in them because divorce happens. Um, frustrations happen in relationships. Um, all types of issues happens in relationships. And you have to know that your source was in God. Um, Psalm 16 and 11 says in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore, which means, hey, you may feel great around your spouse, but they are not the presence of God. And ultimately, we need to make sure that we're secure in the presence of God. Um, another thing that people do when they're too desperate for, um, when they're doing too much, is they're using their body to be noticed. And I know a lot of the women who listen to this podcast are probably thinking, I'm only saying this about women. No, uh, women are obviously just curvier than guys. That's the only reason why it brings this up. But none of the men are excused from being immodest. I, I, you guys know my stance on this foolishness. I don't think guys should be immodest. You know what I mean? It, like somebody told me, hey, you're, you shouldn't wear short sleeve shirts on your on your page. And it's like most times I try to put on the long sleeve. But it's like, dude, I'm, my goal is you'll see the shirt and decide, hey, I want to buy one to support the channel. You know, so <laughs> that's why. But I mean... My thing is, it's a difference between being attractive and aiming to be seductive. There's a huge difference in you're an attractive woman, you're a handsome guy, and your goal is to seduce. Those are two different ball games. I don't think Christian Christians should desire to post thirst traps. You ever see the ones where, you know, it got to be certain angles, it, whatever it is, you know what they're doing is accentuating certain certain body parts or I don't know, maybe sexy face, whatever they want to call it. But we should never be using social media, using our pictures on social media to draw draw attention to our body or even the way we dress in public or anywhere we go. To me, this could just be my opinion because this goes for the guys as well. But when a person is constantly trying to reveal their body, I don't view that as a way of Oh, I'm healthy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the hard work I made. I view that as though I want attention. Because you can be proud, uh, you can be impressed with yourself, you can you can be stylish and covered. I believe that you can be you can be attractive and still be holy. Yes, and I'm using the word holy because it is very unholy to go out with a with a seductive spirit. It is unholy to think we can say, "Man, the spirit of God is inside of me." But you know what I'm saying? Let me just show off a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Which holy spirit is in you? 
Is it the Holy Spirit of the Scriptures, or is it the Disney tale um, Jesus that people are serving in their churches today? And it's like we have to be careful. And it's like it's not a matter of me saying Tavares is the standard. A lot of you may criticize something I'm doing, you know. So it's not none of us. I'm not saying I'm above reproach. I'm not above you know being corrected. But we have to understand what First Timothy two verse eight through ten says about. By modesty, like we should be covered. We should desire that when people see us, they're paying attention to our lifestyle. They're not paying attention to our body. Because I see too many people post thirst traps with a Bible verse on Instagram. And I'm just like, dude, God ain't nowhere in that thong bikini. Like, sorry, bro, those pants are too tight. Why are you putting a Bible verse under those tight pants? Like, come on, dude. Like, in my head, you know, maybe it's just me. I'm not sure if you guys ever noticed it. But we have to understand that a lot of times people love to say, God knows my heart. Uh, you look on the outside, but God sees my heart. Listen, modesty, outward modesty is a reflection of what's on the inside because modesty is all about the heart. And while God sees your heart, society only sees what you put on. So if you want to be a reflection of him, you cannot be a reflection of the world at the same time. We can't be a reflection of, of sexuality at the same time. you know. And I don't want you to think I'm projecting my insecurities or my struggles on anyone. Whether you half naked or fully naked or, or you're fully covered. If I have a lust issue, I'm going to be lusting. If I don't have a lust issue, I'm not going to be lusting. So we understand that. But I don't want to give someone a reason to stumble. Which means I have to control my urges, but I also have to use wisdom in what I put on. Wisdom in what I'm paying attention to. Now, this is so subjective, man. I know, I know, I know some of the, and, and bear mind, I don't think it's subjective in the sense that, that, you know, everybody should have their own definition of modesty, but I do know some things are cultural, so I'll, I'll say that. But at some point in time, we have to be realistic with the fact that, just because you are okay with it doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is. Um, say that again. Just because you and no one corrects you, your friend group and everybody's so spiritual. They speak in tongues. They do quiet time with a coffee mug and you have the perfect aesthetic and you go viral with your, your, your reels. Just because everybody's happy with your posts doesn't mean God is. Right? That's why when Jesus says, why call you me? Why, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things that I say? I believe that's Luke 6, 46. Um, why are you calling me your Lord? You know, because you only view me as Savior. Because if you viewed me as a Lord, your actions would portray that. First Corinthians 6 tells us that we are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body, meaning I don't belong to myself. I cannot just wear whatever I want anymore. Can I just do whatever I want anymore? So if you're a person that's constantly feeling the need to just show your body, think about it like this. I'm going to speak from a guy's perspective. Um, I don't control what Safa wears. I like. I always tell her when I like something, when I don't like something, she wears some stuff that I don't like. Not not saying I don't like it because of immodest. We just have two different styles of taste. You know what I mean? I don't think she's going to be ugly in it. Uh, but my thing is, if I have to look at my wife's page and say, babe, what you doing? Take that down then that probably means there was something immodest about it. You know what I mean? It's just like, don't you realize if your goal is marriage and you want what's 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 sexually intimate, sacred, to be between husband and spouse, that it should not be for all of social media? At least that's how I view it. Because when a woman or a man, I feel as though, is always showing their bodies, to me that seems as though... You're trying to attract attention, but you're going to get the wrong attention for one. And two, you don't realize 
how you're going to be viewed by everyone else because you're getting attention but it's not the type that you want they're viewing you as someone to sleep with they're viewing you as someone who's carnal while you may have man of god in your bio when you're half naked bro no woman of god in their right mind in their right mind respects that or wants that type of guy to lead her no woman of god is going to see a man who's constantly doing things trying to draw attention to himself constantly showing certain things or certain gym pics that might show stuff he doesn't need to be showing things bulging out when you could have covered that up no woman of god who is seeking god who loves god who desires more from god is going to date a man like that i feel like i feel like i like ruffling feathers you know so it is what it is you guys can get mad at me but i want you to hear me when i read this verse Romans 14, 12, and 13. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Now, for everyone in the audience that's saying, if they're lusting, that's their problem. Tavares, that has nothing to do with me. Well, no, if, if you gave them a reason to lust, the scripture says that you should address that, you know, you shouldn't condemn them, but you should um, live in a way that doesn't cause someone to say, man, I was doing good on my walk with purity. But once I start seeing Tavares pictures, my mind kind of, once I start seeing her pictures, my mind kind of, man, once I got into that relationship, understand that this is what on judgment day, when people are answering to God about the perversion in their heart, it would be, it would be ashamed if they're saying, Man, I wasn't starting with pornography, but I used to follow this Christian girl, this Christian guy, and they never wore clothes. You know what I'm saying? God bless y'all. You know what I'm saying? But if all your pictures need to remind somebody that you're curvy and swole, listen, you are desperate for external validation, and that constant need comes from low self-esteem. Daddy issues, mommy issues, no one affirmed you at home. And now that you got more likes because you're naked, now you feel as though that's acceptable. Just because society thinks it's cool doesn't mean that's God's will for your life. And the last point I'll bring home is that you know you're doing too much to be noticed when you're losing yourself in order to be accepted. And it shows when people are always agreeing with some, like you ever see someone who no matter what the person says is always yes. They never disagree with anything. And I understand some people are afraid of conflict, but... You have to be willing to handle healthy conflict rather than lose yourself trying to impress people that God never told you to connect to. We have to be careful of that, you know. So it, it, it's so many people that I think, and I know I, I fall into the trap, whereas I decided to start being a little bit carnal in order to seem cool. I'm trying to impress people that don't matter. I'm trying to impress people that God never wanted me to hang around. I'm trying to impress people that I should be trying to influence to serve God. But instead, I want to go party, I want to go drink, I want to go do this, I want to go do that. Why? Because that's what they're doing. And if the cool kids are doing it, why not me? But that's not what God didn't call me to be the cool kid. God called me to honor him, to live in a way that pleases him. And I have to be careful never to allow what society is doing to dictate how I live for God. If I have to lay aside modesty, if I have to be immodest in order to hang around you, then you're not the type of people I need to be around. Ladies, hear me when I say this, because I know a lot of ladies where they're just like, man, why are you in that? I'm like, girl, why your skirt so long? Girl, why are you, why are you doing this? Bro, bro, why are you in? Come on, dude, you could have dressed better than that. And they try to cause you to 
conform to what the world is doing, which Romans 12 and 2 tells us that we shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be um, conformed to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can see the will of God. But if I have to lay aside modesty in order to fit in with the cool girls, fit in with the cool guys, God is not a part of that. You know you're trying too hard when you're losing your way. If you have to belittle yourself um, in order for them to not criticize you, you have to pretend you're a little bit dumber. You have to laugh at jokes that you don't find funny. You know all the jokes are sexual or all of them are inappropriate. You know all the relationships they're in are unequally yoked or ungodly. I don't care if this is even happening among your church friends. You are in the wrong environment. And you know you're doing too much when you justify being in the, these type of relationships. You know, and, and it's like the type of relationships that bash people. You know a person is doing too much when you have to bash others for you to look good. You bash other guys so you can look like a more impressive guy to her. Or you bash other girls so it can look like you're the best girl for him. I'm telling you, this type of stuff happens. Even in, the ch- even in the church. You know what I mean? You're critical of everyone else just so you can appear happy. Everyone else is not as spiritual as you. You want everybody to know how much you, you serve God. I done fasted 40 days this year. How many days did you fast? You turn things that should be what we strive for into a competition. You know what I mean? And this is like, we have to be careful. And the last one I'll say is people that jump from person to person. You know you're doing too much when every other week you with a new relationship. I told, I told y'all once before on this podcast, I knew a lady who dated a guy and he's the love of my life. And next thing you know, they break up. The next guy she's with, he's the love of my life. Um, next guy she break up, he's the love of my life. And it's just like, sis, how many love of your lives you got in one year? You know, and that kind of threw me for a loop because I'm just like, man, you got a whole lot of lives, sis. Like, because I ain't got that many love of my life. So I only got suffer. <laughs> so I don't know how that worked. But let me leave her alone. God bless her. If you listen to this podcast, God bless you. I appreciate you tuning again, sis. Um, but for anyone that listened to the end, I want you to comment below. What are some ways for you to tell if you are doing too much personally? What are some things that you notice about yourself that made you scale back on how you pursued women um, or how you entertain men? Or what are some things you notice in other people? Comment them below because we need to avoid these things. Or comment below the ones that you want me to talk about in a future episode. Um, but for those who um, appreciate the channel, consider giving. You see the, the ways to do that um, in the box below. It's a shop, gollydating101.com, patreon.com. We do bi-weekly Bible studies. Right now we're going through hearing the voice of God. Um, or either Cash App or PayPal. Appreciate you guys. But I'd rather you buy the merch then than that. So love you guys. We'll be seeing you next Thursday. I pray that this didn't offend you too much. Peace.